Hello, my name is Ethan Hewlin. Like you, I live in a world that never stops moving. Also like you, I have stories. These are my stories. The true stories of a tryhard. Welcome back to True Stories of a Triad. I am Ethan Hewlin, and this week I am coming to you live from when the world is starting to look somewhat normal again. While this may be a comforting thought to some, to me, it is still definitely concerning. For several reasons. One, I personally do not believe that most of at least the United States is ready to go back to the way things were. And even if they were, I still don't think that the people are ready to get back to how things were. Because being in isolation these past couple of months has taught me many things about myself. Some things I found rather surprising in a positive way in some things that I found surprising in a negative way. And confronting those things about yourself while also not having as much interaction with the outside world as you normally do is a perfect storm for unrest and resentment and potentially hatred, which as I'm sure we all know is never the right way to conduct yourself in any capacity. Even while out running what are considered essential errands, whether it's to get food or other things of that nature, I have found that people have in general been more irritable and more standoffish and a little bit more sometimes angry than they usually are, which now they know what it's like to live in my brain, who is someone who doesn't really like being around a lot of people for extended periods of time. And when you're around the same people for more than a week at a time, doing the same thing every single day, it can get very repetitive very annoying, and very, very boring. Believe me, I understand. I don't want to be cooped up any more than anybody else does. But you have to understand that it is more than just your sanity that is at stake here. This is the fate of the entire world, and it is not worth risking your life or the lives of others, just so you cannot be bored. I know things are getting better, and that is a great thing. And I'm glad things are going the way they are, because for a while it seemed like they weren't going as well, and they, they definitely weren't, and I'm glad that they're you know, trending in a direction where it seems like we can at least attempt to get back to what we've been used to. I mean, for me, this is the first time I've ever gone through something as earth-shattering as this. I was only only a year old when 9-11 happened. So, 
I don't really remember much of what happened before. I mostly know what happened after, and the aftermath of something as earth-shattering as that. Because I have a feeling, and don't quote me on this, that not only will we as people come out of this experience changed, but the world itself and the way people conduct themselves within person-to-person interactions will also change in several ways. Let me explain. I think handshakes might go away completely. I am from the United States, and from what I've been taught, the way you seal a deal in some way is with a handshake. Now, given the present circumstances, people can't really shake hands or touch each other or do anything like that for risk of exposure and or just contamination. So what exactly that's going to look like in the future, I'm not sure. In fact, there's a lot I'm not sure about. But I feel like these formalized greetings and the way people will interact with each other will also be different. I feel like the working culture will be different. People who have more service-oriented jobs, like people who work in offices or other things like that, there will be more of an emphasis on working ho- working from home or less of a stigma on working from home because in my experience and for people that I've talked to some people see it as like you don't have a quote real job like you're doing work from home because that is the only option you have like there is no other way to go I can tell you that's not the case for some people but I can only tell you what is my experience and what I have perceived. I also think, like me, people will come out of this experience knowing themselves better. Whether it's what makes them tick, what calms them down, what makes them irritated, angry, or frustrated, to what makes them happy, satisfied, and joyful. People are finding out a lot about themselves during this time because some of, for some of us, that's all we have, at least in present company. I've been fortunate enough to where that has not been the case, where I've been able to have family around me. But I feel for those of you who are physically lonely during this time because, frankly, I've felt mentally lonely, and as is per usual with me, I feel like I don't want to burden anyone with how I feel, which can be a very toxic thought, because what happens with that mentality, at least in my experience, is that you think you can deal with it on your own. So you internalize it. You're like, this is my problem. I need to solve this. And what you end up convincing yourself is that 
These are my problems. I need to take care of them myself. And the reality is, sometimes you can't. It is a lesson I am still learning to this day. But one that I have touched on before is that you can't keep your problems to yourself because if you don't share your problems, either A, it will manifest itself in very nasty ways, for use of a better word, or it will eat you alive. Not physically, of course, but it will eat up your brain space. It will eat up your thoughts, your emotions, your interactions, however limited those may be nowadays. And that's what I think a lot of people are doing instead of sharing them with those who are closest to them, or at least close in proximity, that is. There are people that I know, and I'm sure you do too, who attend therapy, or at least they did, but no longer have access to this service because either they can't pay for it, or there is no option for them to get it online, or something of that nature, and as a result, they don't quite know how to deal with their emotions and their problems and things that are going on with them. So while I am no medical professional, I do not claim to be, what I can say is that sharing your thoughts, feelings, and other things with people that are close to you gets it out of your head and out into the world. And that is one of the biggest first steps you will ever take related to bettering yourself and bettering your attitude. As Lee Atwater once said, your perception is your reality. The more positive a perspective you have on the world, the more likely you are to view yourself in a positive light. And that extends to your mental health as well. If you believe you are in a good mental state and you work hard to keep that alive and up, chances are you will improve. And I know there are plenty of people out there who have been struggling with their own mental health, like myself. Because this is something that I, and I would dare say most of us, have never gone through before. If you are over 100 and listening to my show, please tell me, because I want to interview you so, so bad. Because I, I'm just flabbergasted at some of the stuff y'all have gone through um, during your life, but I digress. Um, I would also uh, encourage those of you who are struggling with mental health during this time to limit your exposure to how much negative media you consume. And here's what I mean by that. A lot of news media likes to extrapolate things to unnecessarily bad proportions and not show you every side of the story. So supplement the negative stuff you're reading with more positive stuff. Like I'm going to shout out 
something on Instagram that I follow. It's an account called Tanks Good News. It's a guy, George Resch. He's done a lot of really great stuff for the internet in the past probably five to ten years, I'd say. So if you want some more good news in your life, please go check out Tanks Good News. Tell him I sent you, because I know how much uh, that sort of thing means to him and how much it means to me. All of that to say, as life begins to somewhat gradually climb back to the way it was, keep your chin up. Because there is only one person's attitude that you control, and that is your own. As much as I would like to change other people's attitudes towards many different things, what I've found is you cannot control what other people think. And that's kind of an intimidating thought now that I think about it a little bit harder because I don't really want to have that much control over what people think just based on my own view of free will. But I, I'm getting off track. My point is, while things may not go back to what we are used to, that does not mean that it will be a bad thing. Sure, the the handshake may be gone, and we may may not be able to celebrate things the same way that we have before, but we will come out of this knowing ourselves, knowing our family, knowing our friends, and knowing what we can best do to better ourselves, whether... It's an example of what to do, or an example of what not to do. Because, in my experience, both are valuable. And sometimes knowing what not to do is just as or more important as knowing what to do. This is not the end of the world, as much as some people like to claim that it is. This is not the end for you. If anything, this can be used as a time to start over. Because sometimes that's the best you can do, is start over. Many of us have hit rock bottom during this time. I know I did. But the best thing about hitting rock bottom is that there's only one way to go. And that's up. One of my favorite movies, The Dark Knight Rises, has a very powerful scene where... Bruce Wayne has been paralyzed from the waist down. He is in essentially a giant stone pit, at the bottom of a giant stone pit in a prison. And a lot of the other prisoners that are in there with him keep trying to climb the walls of these giant of this giant stone pit. But they they keep trying and they keep trying and they keep trying and they just can't do it. But through perseverance and technique and help from others, Bruce Wayne climbs out of that pit. And that's kind of how I view myself right now. I'm attempting to climb out of the pit. I'm not out yet. And I'm probably not going to be, at least for a little bit. But I am still making the effort to do so. 
And that's what I would encourage all of you to do. Not only would I encourage you to keep trying, but I would also encourage you to share this podcast with people you know and love, because that is the best way for podcasts to get the word out there is through the listeners and by word of mouth. I can only do so much. So if you haven't already, um, I would really appreciate if you would go and give me a rating on uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes or wherever else you can rate podcasts. If you give me less than five stars, I understand, but that's like, I don't expect anything less than honesty, but a five-star rating gets more people listening and more people discovering it who may not be the people I've directly shared this with, which is fine by me. More the merrier, I say. Uh, Second thing, uh, we have some brand new graphics that I have been uh, talking with uh, the artists about over the past month or so. Uh, His name is uh, Vaishon Brandon. You can find him um, on the internet at graphite.vmb on Instagram or his website graphitevmb.com. He is super easy to work with if you need some kind of artwork or logo done. I was super impressed with what he did. He got it back to me really quickly, even though I was doing other things a lot of the time, which was fantastic. And uh, this is where I'm going to start plugging things. That's fine. Um, Because I am currently out of a job and I will be for the foreseeable future. I would really appreciate it if those of you who can um, afford to donate, please go to patreon.com slash true stories pod to keep the lights on for this show. I really want to make it better for those of you out there who are listening. Um, I don't, like self-promoting. I think it's one of the most difficult things to do because I feel like it's not earned. But this is me genuinely asking because I want this to be better for you guys. All that to say, thank you once again, listeners, for tuning in to True Stories of a Try Hard. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I am on Twitter at etphonehome. The O's are zeros and the E's are threes. Uh, I am on Instagram at ethan.t.hewlin. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at True Stories Pod. I'll be back with more stories next week. So until then, it's just Ethan signing off. Mm-hmm.